In a world where 34,000 children die every single day from poverty and preventable diseases, and where 50% of the world's population lives on less than $2 a day, one thing is clear, something is very wrong. Redemption is for everyone, and humanity has a choice. We can either submit to the beast system and live like animals, or we can follow the Christian impulse for brotherly love and stand up against evil so that our children will know freedom. Getting to the bottom of that just got a whole lot weirder. I looked at you and said, repeat that. You said, I've got to get to the bottom of that. Check out what's coming up on today's episode. Unless you're dumb. I mean, it is. I don't know if you can be a billionaire. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's as hard as going getting uh, uh what is it a a, a a needle in the eye of a camel. Yeah. That's how hard <laughs> That's it is. That's what Jesus said. Yeah, it's easier to. Well, he's, well yeah, he said uh, it's harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven than it is for this camel to go through the eye of the needle. That's pretty hard. So yeah, it's, it's hard to find. You know what the eye of the needle though was, right? The Fine. point of the needle? I don't no. know. <clears throat> there's a there's a in in the old Jewish custom ways. There was a place that the camel had to go through um, in order. I forgot the reason they had to do it, but it was called the eye of the needle. Mm. This camel had to go through it, and it was very difficult. I can't remember. I can tell you after, after this. But that it's not a literal needle. Oh. Okay. And it that he that's why when he mentioned stuff like that in the Bible, people knew what he was talking about. Yeah, he's always oh, talking about that. Right, not a like, stupid American. Right, right. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> needle, dude. That's needle. Impossible. Of course, a camel can't go through <laughs> there. Why would he? I even can't say even put that? a string in it. I know. Seriously, though, that's tough. Iceman Enterprises exclusively presents a talk show that will get to the bottom of things once and for all. And now here's your host for Let's Get to the Bottom of That. Three weirdos on a mic. Bam. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, wee. I like sitting on mic, yeah. What's up with that? What's up with that? Come on. Ooh, wee. George Soros coming on the scene now. What's up with that? Welcome yeah. into Let's Get to the Bottom of That. I'm your host, Byron Dice. I am joined in studio by, or with, not by, yeah. <clears throat> Jason and Joey. Hello. Giuseppe. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode. Appreciate you making the trek out here to the yeah. undisclosed location to get on the mics to talk about things that are weird. Yeah, it feels good to be back on the mic, man. We've been off for six months. I know. Um, and the last episode is blowing up. Birds aren't real. Yeah. Uh, everybody wants to know what happened because people are like finding stuff in their backyard. And they're like, what is this thing? Yeah. And it's like got wires in it. And they're like, I opened it up and... They and then they went in and searched, Googled, and they yeah. found our podcast, and we uh, we helped them out. Yeah, to we find gave, out why that thing was the accurate information that they needed, and to, hopefully uh, um, get through this nightmare. Exactly, and I hope there's no birds like peeking in the window right now. There is. They're probably recording this right now. Yeah, I think Alex. I think probably Alexa, Google, and all that stuff has replaced the birds. When we when we do video, you should have. A bird that's stuffed on your um, 
your uh, shelves right over there. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'll yeah. just wear and like a bird, fake uh, bird. Yeah, and like a li- little post-it note that says, I'm not real. Bingo. Or I am real. That'd be funny. Yeah. You know, and have, have like a harness with a with a big camera on its back. Yeah, if I find a dead bird, I'm going to have it <laughs> stuffed in there. Have, have it taxidermy. Yeah, taxidermy. Oh, yeah, it is. Brought yeah, in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring it in here. Get Matter of fact, if you think about it, and I didn't think about this on the episode, mm-hmm. the Smithsonian. Yeah. Or um, in Washington, yeah. the Natural Museum. Mm-hmm. There's tons of birds in there. Not real. They're stuffed. And not real. They're probably the ones they murdered. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. You know what I'm saying? They had to put them somewhere. Yeah. That's true. Well, that's true because I didn't <clears throat> I didn't say that on the last one either, but you guys remember, gosh, it was probably 10 years ago now. Uh, there was, was like all kinds ago. of birds dying. Remember that? Yeah, the bird flu. It, was it the bird flu? Probably. There was like thousands that's of birds. That's probably another way they were trying to kill them. Love they it. probably tried to come back at some point and they said, no, we're squashing this. What a, what a nightmare, bro. I don't, I don't know. <clears throat> Yeah, I, I didn't sleep for days after we shot, made that. Podcast. Yeah, I was like looking outside every time, and I was like, my car's covered with bird poop. I was cleaning it off. I was very paranoid. Wow, I just went about my day after See, the episode. That's what I'm talking really? about. Really? This yeah. guy's. That's why true. he's a monster. He's a true patriot. Yeah. Well, today is episode 57, I think. I, I lose count. It's, it's getting so big. Uh, we're talking about George Soros today. Yeah. And getting to the bottom of that is finding out who this guy is. Um, you've heard his name. Yeah, he's the worst. Anybody that, we, you know, is listening to this podcast right now, that the topics that we've covered, by mentioning the name George Soros, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you don't, you will by the end of this episode. Yeah. I actually did not <clears throat> know who he was until No. I- are you serious? Are that's a, Are you kidding me or are you trolling a, me? I'm not being satire right now. Okay, you're not. Satirical. You didn't know George Soros? I didn't know who he was. Really? Yeah, I didn't know why. I've heard the name before, but I've never like. Yeah. I didn't know why he sucked. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude, he sucks. Yeah. Well, um, let's get into it. George Soros. I always, from the onset of me hearing whatever I thought about George Soros, I always thought he was like a, a, a James Bond villain. Yeah. Always pictured him as that guy in the back, behind the scenes, running everything. Because yeah, he's, he's got way money. worse. Because he's got money. <clears throat> yeah, he's way worse. So let's find out about uh, who who this guy is. So first of all, let's go, and you can go to this website called OpenSocietyFoundations.org. That's his website. That's what he created, and I'm going to talk about how he created this. So let's just talk about this under on the website. It says, because if you just Google George Soros, you'll find that you don't even have to go to this website. I just mentioned, you just Google George Soros. You will see this website and click on it. And on this website, here's what it says about George under George Soros's leadership, the open society foundations support individuals and organizations across the globe fighting for freedom of expression That sounds good. Accountable government. Heck yeah, I'm about that. And societies that promote justice and equality. Well, that doesn't sound bad. That's pretty good. I like that. Yeah. George Soros' experienced ethnic and political intolerance firsthand. He's experienced that. He was born in Hungary. Did I say that right? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Hungry. Always, I always, when I see the word, I always think hungry. Like I'm hungry. I need a sandwich. But it's not hungry. It's Hungary. It's not even Hungary. It's Hungary. There, I nailed it. He was born there in 1930. I don't know what just happened just a minute ago. <laughs> Banging stuff. He lived through the Nazi occupation of 1944 to 1945. So he lived through that. Which resulted in the murder of over 500,000 Hungarian Jews. Mm. His own Jewish family survived by securing false identity papers, concealing their backgrounds, and helping others to do the same. Soros later recalled that, quote, not only did we survive, but we managed to help others. Well, I'll be darned. So here's a quote on the website from George. 1944, the year of the German occupation, was my formative experience. Instead of submitting to our fate, we resisted an evil force that was much stronger than we were, yet we prevailed. Now, over the course of his career, this man has given over 64% of his wealth away. Given it away. Sounds like a great guy, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, what's the problem? So, here's some quotes from George. Quote, I fancied myself as some kind of God. Whoa. Quote, quote. End quote. Yeah, end quote. Quote, if truth be known, I carried some rather potent Masonic fantasies with me from childhood, which I felt I had to control. Otherwise, they might get me in trouble. End quote. Wow. It is sort of of does it's a sort of a disease when you consider yourself some kind of God, the creator of everything, but I feel comfortable about it now since I began to live it out in quote, all things that he said verbatim, yeah. right? These are his quotes. Jeez. So based on the open society, uh, organization, you've got this camp right here. This guy's given a lot of money away yeah. to good causes. looks like he's all about accountable government um, I want to help people out, but there's another camp out there. Sounds like he's gaslighting us. It may be. Mm. There's another camp that we haven't considered. The camp that calls George evil. Soros ran it. He corrupted FBI officials. He corrupted foreign service officers. And the bottom line is this. George Soros wants to run Ukraine and he's doing everything he can to use every lever of the United States government to make that happen for business interests, not for good government. And I just want to tell Soros this, you need to die. I'm not going to kill you. I don't want anybody because I don't turn you into a martyr. I'm saying you're going to burn in hell. Okay. It's a universe of your own creation, jerk. I just want the world to know that you are to blame. How's that sound? If you're wondering why so many people are being robbed, raped, and killed in American cities right now, George Soros is part of the reason for that. As you may know, the 85-year-old billionaire is a far-left fanatic whose open society organization advocates no borders anywhere in the world. But now we have a far-left individual, Soros, bent on harming Israel, America's strongest ally in the Middle East. George Soros... I don't care if he's Jewish, Catholic, or atheist. I don't care if he's young or old. I don't care if he's male, female, or none of the above. What I care about is the content of his character, and he has none. Okay, dang. Maybe he's actually evil. <laughs> so there's the two camps from yeah. 
his his website doing great things to the camp that believes he strongly burn, strongly burn in hell. This guy Alex yeah. is burning. You're gonna burn in hell. So let's go back to find out who is this guy and why are there so many people that hate him and why are so many people love him. So George Soros was born in Budapest, which is where Black Widow and um, mm. they, Hawkeye. Yeah, they did a they did a mention a mission there in Hungary. Uh, August twelfth, nineteen thirty. His birth name was Georgie Swartz, but his dad changed his name to make it sound. Wait, like, he was born in nineteen thirty. Yeah, dude, straight old. Oh my gosh, that's that uh, it's that adrenal chrome, dude. Yeah. He- <laughs> You already know. Yeah, he's. Oh um, my gosh, he's like eighty. No, no. <laughs> he's keep 90. on going. Yeah, he's. I've got. I've got his. I've got his. Uh, his age at the bottom of this report, but yeah, it's old. He's a vampire. Yeah, <laughs> he is a vampire. Dude. He never dies. Uh, they changed his name because it it sounded he wanted to sound less Jewish, which I didn't know. I didn't know Swartz was Jewish. Yeah, Swartz. I know like like Weinstein, Seinfeld. Just, hold on, oh, hold on. those are Jewish. 1930. 1930. So August 12. Tw- 2030, he'll be 100. That's true. So, yes. you're absolutely right. In six years, because we're, we're done with 2023. Yeah. Yeah. In six years. Yeah, just say that. Six years, he's 100. Wow. That's crazy. Well, these people live that long. Uh, that, that you is- know what they say, only the good die young. Evil Only the good die young. So, after Nazis occupied Hungary in March of 1944, they prohibited Jewish children from going to school. They forced them to work. George and his family avoided being sent to concentration camps by buying documents that said they were Christians. So, his family was, they were kind of well off. So, they had connections. They were able to do that kind of thing, right? So when he was 14, he began pretending to be the god the Christian godson of a Hungarian government official named Bombach, who himself had a Jewish wife that was in hiding. And one time he brought George with him and he completed a complete inventory of a Jewish family's confiscated estate. And by 1947, Soros had his heart set on England and he moved there. So this dude grew up 14 teenager they faked i'm not jewish i'm a christian he went around with the nazis the ss went to jewish homes confiscated their property and he was jewish himself uh, stealing their stuff yeah so i'm going to talk about this later that's one of the reasons cuz i got a bullet point of why people hate him so much that's one of the reasons right there is because that's why he gets a lot of flack from the Jewish community, uh, because he's like fake. He didn't. He didn't own up. Like you know what I'm saying. Like I'm. I'm faking, and it's almost like, um, it's almost like in the slavery days, they didn't like the guy that was in the house. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. That guy had privileges the the, the people in the field didn't have. Yeah. Uh, even though he was still a slave. You seen Django? Yeah. Yeah. The D is silent. You messed him up, dude. 
All right, so Soros went to school, went to London. 1954, he went to the School of Economics. Now, Karl Popper was his tutor. Now, this is where this, all this open society comes from. Uh, in his final year of school, Karl Popper was his, his tutor, he, and he had a big influence on Soros because he had this huge ideology of open society. And his thing was, it's, and, here, and here's the thing, here's, here's the ideology. Nothing can be known with absolute certainty, so the default should always be a more open society with a lot of different ideas for a better understanding. That's the whole thought process of an open society. So he went back sometime later and got his doctorate. So the dude, the dude got a lot of degrees. Okay. It's university of London, but right out of college, he was like, he was sucking, he was sucking balls. It wasn't working. <laughs> what? It's, you know, he didn't, he didn't get anywhere. Well, <laughs> it's not literally. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. Well, Joe's over That's there. not even in his notes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, uh, he didn't okay. have any connections. He couldn't find any work. So he had all these degrees. He's like, I can't, I can't get anything done here. So eventually, he landed a job at Singer and Friedlander. Mm. Now, that sounds Jewish. Friedlander. Now, we're talking bankers here. So, he, But this is after he wrote every bank manager in London. Please give me a job. Please give me a job. I got all these degrees. I'm an economics guy. But he probably only got that job because one of the managers, a directing manager, was Hungarian. Mm, So probably he's like, "Mm, that guy's from Hungary? Okay, let me give him a shot. So he started out as a clerk, worked his way up to arbitrage. That's a weird word. Arbitrage is basically buying and selling assets in different markets. Yeah. Okay, so Soros got really good at this, and he moved to New York City in 1956. So he was a arbitrage trader for the firm F.M. Mayer. In 1959, three years later, he began working at another firm, Wortham and Company. Now, around this time, he, he, he met his first wife. Her name was Annalise Witchchock, and they got married in 1960, and they had three kids, Robert, Andrea, and Jonathan. So he started working at this company as an analyst of European securities. It was during this time he developed a theory of reflexitivity in markets. So this dude's kind of like this brilliant mathematician market, how to move money around type of dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He figured, he figured out a system on how to do it. Um, so it was during this time he developed that theory and well, basically that theory, he's it basically says that the markets can be irrational and investors don't base their decision on reality, but instead their perception of reality. Okay. Then in 1963, he began work. So he's jumping around these firms. So he, he went to another firm, Arnold and Bleichroder. Now he's a vice president. In his first years, he was working on like f- philosophy of, of, dissertation than making money. So he was working on this dissertation. He really wasn't trying to make any money. But in 1966, that firm that he started working, let him experiment with a fund of $100,000. And it performed very well. So he could move money around. Mm-hmm. And this is amazing too. When I was doing all this research, I could not help but think 
money's not real. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, and all this playing with money and moving and doing these managing funds, it's like, it's not real, but it, but it is real. You know what yeah. I'm saying? It's like, it's not real because we print money and we just, all we do is create debt, but still you can amass a quote fortune sure. of something that's not real. Yeah. Very strange. Mm. Where was I? Oh, because of the success of the account, the $100,000 they gave him, they let him uh, manage a small investment fund called the First Eagle Fund. In 1969, he used $4 million to set up a hedge fund named the Double Eagle Fund. All right, so you guys know what a hedge fund is? Mm-hmm. You do? I don't I watched, know if our audience knows. I watched Wolf. It's Wolf very Street. complicated. It's very boring. But investors make a lot of friggin' money with hedge funds. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Soros was very new to this type of investment and through the hedge funds, even though the hedge funds have been around for decades. Basically, it's investments with client money and alternate investments to either beat a market or provide a hedge against an unforeseen market change. So you're betting against markets or you're going for markets. Yeah. That's what a hedge fund is. So because all the money is pooled together in a big fund, there are fewer regulations on what to do with the money so they can invest more aggressively so that everyone potentially makes a lot more money. So he learned to do this very well. And in 1973, the double Eagle fund that he created had $12 million. That's how, that's how much it grew to. So he decided to leave that company. I'm like, what? It's like, I'm going to go start my own fund. And he called it the Soros Fund, of course. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so he had a friend named Jim Rogers. <laughs> they started this fund together. So he left that firm and they renamed it and called it the Quantum Fund. They, and it grown to about $12 million. This was 1978. By this time, he decided that it wasn't enough to make a bunch of money. He also wanted to give it all away. Now that he had a small fortune, he established the Open Society Fund in 1979, which is where we currently are today with the website I gave you, Open Mm -hmm. Society Fund. So he started on a mission. So now all of a sudden, I've got all this, I got all this fortune. I got all this money. Now I want to start giving it away. I want to help people. So he started in Africa, South Africa, which back then it was, it was racially segregated, simply known as apartheid. So he believed he could end that. He's like, I'm going to end this with this money. I'm going to give them. So he started giving education away thinking that was the way to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to give scholarships to young black men. They can go to colleges where they couldn't before. And that's going to help this racial divide. It's going to, it's going to, I'm going to win. Well, of course we know that worked out. It didn't work. So in 1981, the quantum fund was worth almost $400 million. $400 million. In what, dollars. In that what sounds year? like a dang or lottery right now. Uh, that was 1981. Wow. Imagine. So Soros had a personal fortune of $100 million. By the end of 1981, there was a 22% market drop. Combined with a lot of folks cashing out of the fund. So it dropped from 400 to about $200 million. But that didn't phase Soros at all. 
for the rest of the decade, he would consistently gamble aggressively with his assets. So basically, he, that, he, he was just, he, he knew how to move his money aggressively. That's how mm-hmm. he built his fortune. So it, it says in my notes, his ambitions grew, so he, his, his marriage suffered. So that, that was his first divorce, 1983. He soon after that married Susan Weber. They'd have two more children in the late 80s. So he began betting against currencies, betting against currencies. He made hundreds of millions of dollars by shorting the U.S. dollar, betting against the currencies, okay? By 1987, he was well-known, you know, all over the world by investors. Now, here's where he he starts getting tricky and and probably the Soros that everybody thinks is evil today. He started secretly funding governments around the world with his open society fund because he named it instead of the quantum fund. Now it's an open society fund. He started secretly funneling, you know, money to governments. Now, 1989, he got in trouble for insider trading, which most everybody that does this type of stuff is probably going to get busted at some point. Yeah. It's probably been doing it for years. Right. You say he knows how to move his money, but really he's just been insider trading for the last 50 years. So, so he wasn't, he, he really wasn't punished. Like, uh, what's her name? Is that Cook? It went to jail? I don't know. Oh, Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart. Yeah, she she was busted for insider. She went actually to prison. A lot of people have been busted for insider trading. But Especially this, in the 80s. I know. That was like, you said you watched... Uh, Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf. Yeah, that's probably, the, probably an accurate de- depiction mm-hmm. of what Soros was doing. So this gets uh, this takes us to September 16th, 1992, known as Black... Wednesday, mm. something very strange happened on this day with George and take it away. Back Giuseppe. to you, Joey. <laughs> yeah. We'll be back right after this. Um, yeah, I'll just kind of read what that, what that was. Uh, he is, uh, Soros is perhaps no best known for his ability to predict and profit from market crashes. He has been dubbed the man who broke the Bank of England, yeah. profiting more than $1 billion when the British government devalued the pound sterling in 1992. Um, that was Black Wednesday. Um, <clears throat> profiting $1 billion. He also profited during the Asian financial crisis, the late 1990s, 1990s by short-selling Thai and Malaysian currencies. Um, short-selling. Yeah, just dropping it down and... Um, he has been accused of causing the crisis, but maintains that he was that that was not the case. <clears throat> what do you guys think? Yeah, I believe he sounds like a great guy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, know. Uh, up to what we've known so far, he, he went to college, got some economic background, learned how to move money around. I never, I never, I've never done that. Yeah. I've never amassed a fortune of, I mean, he's one of the richest men in America, in the world, mm-hmm. one of them. And he's given 64% of his wealth away. Obviously, he knows, you know, and everybody's like, oh, that's George, that's funded by George Soros. That's funded by George. So all this stuff that we see that's like, a, a, that's bad for society and our worldview or our biblical worldview, mm-hmm. we're like, we t- we we pinpoint it back to Soros, like, He's the puppeteer behind everything that's going bad, yeah. In, in our in, in our circles, or what we think. But I'm thinking, 
why didn't I learn to do that and, and actually do some good from it? Oh, you mean why like, didn't I learn how to how to move money like that and, and amass that fortune? Because you have morals. Yeah, you know, I guarantee you don't uh, uh, get that kind of money without some sort of insider trading. Really? There's no way to predict a market like that that consistently. There's just no way. Wow. I mean, yes, he can say, so "Oh, gotcha. it's, it's some theory that I'm like, no, dude. There's no way. There's some them some sort of something's like going on. Backdoor dealings. He's wrapped up with some sort of group of people that mm-hmm. all these business elites are coming together. I was talking to one of my buddies about this guy, and I was like. Again, before the show, I didn't even know who he was. So yeah. I asked him, and he's kind of in conspiracy theory. So I was like, who is this guy? And he's <laughs> like, he's like, he's like, he's basically the guy that um, is the, like the, the guy who starts the riots. He's the guy who's the, responsible for all these big movements of uh, like disrupting power and stuff like that. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, that's, he, he basically will give money to, um, situations and then like I don't know how he does it but these these organizations either Black Lives Matter or whoever um convinces them to do riots and all kinds of things. I don't know if it's just like talking about pulling their funding. I don't know. I could never find that. But he is directly connected <coughs> with all of these um protest movements. Yeah, so he's like the he's like the billionaire that's in the back pulling the strings. Yeah, he's like the Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. Mm. In the shadows. You never see him. So it's like this. All right, he doesn't even need to say, he's, for example, he doesn't need to say, hey, you know, I'm going to fund your organization and I need you to do X, Y, and Z. He just funds it and he'll drop a hint. Be like, man, I really wish uh, the tide of this selection will go a certain way. Yeah. Man, you know, something so subtle. Yeah. That it can't one, it won't be tied to him. Can't be tied to him, right? And and but still, the money's there, so they're like, "Mm." yeah. And if they don't do it, I'm sure there's consequences. Like "Mm, we've decided we're not going to fund you anymore. I wonder. I wonder how much is like. Well, let's just say let's just take the the burning of Kenosha, Wisconsin. Yeah, I mean that place was just torched from the ground. From the, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. BLM rides. The Summer of Love. Oh, and, yeah. And I heard all that was funded. How much is actually in his mind, hey, I want y'all to go burn some car lots down. Dude, the or, Summer of Love. Or, or is it just like, I'm going to fund this, and I know what kind of people you are anyway, so y'all just go do what you do. Yeah. Is that kind of it? Now you got the money to do it. Because he's like he's not sitting in the back pouring himself a scotch going, let me like, you know, figure out how they, could, you know, let's burn the car dealerships down. Mm-mm. Let's, you know, make sure you throw over some ATMs, knock over a, a Walmart. He's not thinking that. He's just funding it, knowing that these groups are going to do what they do. Yeah, doing what they do. I don't wow. know, like... Um, the little bit, the, the, the research that I'd done, like I started looking and I was trying to track down some of like the open society things that they were funding. And uh, it's, it was humorous to me, like how many, how many like uh, notices the open society would put out and they'd be like, Hey, we're pulling out of uh we're pulling out of Turkey. And then like you go and read why they're pulling out of Turkey. It's because the president's like, get the F out of my country. He's like, you're, you're just dividing and destroying my nation. 
Oh, know? really? Yeah, yeah. That was uh that was a quote from um, what was it? Have to be bashed by Erdogan. I guess he's the Turkey Turkin. That uh, sounds Turkish. That sounds Turkish. Um. I'll just read it. U.S. billionaire George Soros Open Society Foundation says has decided to seize operations in Turkey days after uh, the president. Oh, there it is. Uh, president Tayyip Erdogan accused the philanthropist of dividing nations. The organization said on Wednesday that it was no longer possible to work in Turkey after it became the largest, the target of baseless claims in the media and reviewed investigation by Turkish authorities into mass protests against Aragon's government five years ago. That says wow. the foundation denied any link to the protests. Uh, Aragon denounced Soros last week while speaking, uh, speaking of the detention of 13 activists and academics accused of supporting attempts by jailed businessman and rights advocate Azaman Kavala to revive the Gezi protests. The person, Kavala, who financed terrorists during the Gezi incidents is already in prison. Aragon told a meeting of local administrators on Wednesday, uh, and who was behind him? Question mark. The famous Hungarian Jew Soros. Mm. This is a man who assigns people of, to divide nations and shatter them. He has so much money, and he spends it in this way. That's a quote from him. What's his net? What's his net worth? Do we know what his net worth is? Yeah. Well, unless you got it, I got it. I know um, he's a billionaire. It's in the billions. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, he's a he's a little pooper head. Um, his net worth is eight point six billion. Eight point six billion. That's a stupid amount of money. Dude. <laughs> right. It's a stupid amount of money. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, he. Uh, they they tra- traced him. You remember guys back in the, the Ferguson? Yep, Ferguson. Hands up, don't shoot. Hands up, don't shoot. Uh, it says George Soros funds Ferguson protests, hopes to spur civil action. Uh. Liberal billionaire gave at least thirty-three million in one year to groups that em- emboldened activists. Um, wow! Mister Soros spurred the Ferguson protest, moving through years of funding and mobilizing groups across the U.S. According to interviews with key players and financial records reviewed by the Washington Times, that's like he doesn't care. Doesn't care. Right? <laughs> Just give it. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm not man. hiding. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, uh, so he's, he's, there's a couple, uh, you know, conspiracies surrounding him. We talked about currency manipulation. That was that 1992 Black Wednesday um, where he basically dropped the, the British government and derailed the pound and profited ridiculously off of it. Uh, we talked about yeah. funding the protest. Um, that was the president in Turkey and then also the um, Ferguson uh, you talked about controlling media. You know, you, you'd imagine he's he's giving money to governments. He's probably giving money mm, to yeah. media sites. And did um, you did you see that one interview? It's on Fox News a couple of years ago. Who was it? They were interviewing somebody. Oh, it was Newt Gingrich. Mm-hmm. They were interviewing him, and he mentioned the funding of George Soros. He mentioned something about George Soros. And immediately you could tell somebody said something in that chick's ear hmm. on, on camera. Cause immediately she said, Oh, stop, stop, stop. We're not, we're going to, we're not going to talk about that. And like shut the con. And he really? was like trying to say something else about, well, what are you talking about? It's, it's a known fact that George Soros funded blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, we're not here to talk about George Soros. 
Yeah, so somebody it. got in her ear yeah. and immediately shut that down. Oh, to like sure. stop. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he has he has his hands everywhere. I mean, you can control the media if you're controlling um, countries and their their currencies. I mean, of course you're going to control the the media as the well. The propaganda you machine. To. You have to. You have to at that point. Yeah, because think about it. If you're gonna if you're gonna fund, for instance, the Ferguson, the Summer of Love, mm-hmm. then did you remember what was on the media about that? Mm-hmm. Mostly peaceful protest. Do you remember when they took over yeah. that uh, that block in Seattle? Yeah, they took over the whole like. Yeah, it was. Um, what was it called? It was a cave, ca- um, man cave? No, no. Was, yeah, they named Chaz. Yeah, Chaz. Chaz. Yeah, yeah, dude. Something. <laughs> it stood for just, something. Just, just imagine. Let's just say your neighborhood. Oh, and people just came into your neighborhood and, and just, just started. Yeah, and just were on the streets and just bathing. Set up yeah, yeah, just doing whatever. It's a lawless nation. Doing a rave. And then they and they put barriers up mm-hmm. so you couldn't get in and out with a vehicle. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so they just basically said, well, this is our city right here. Yeah. Who did that? The liberals up in Seattle. Yeah, that was in Seattle. It was called Chaz. They made it. They they blocked everybody from coming in, vehicles. They set up their own little city, and they, set, they were like, this is our community. Neighborhood streets. Yeah, neighborhood streets. It was just shut down. And no, no cops anything? could go in there? No. The one, one of the precincts was a part in that area too. So they, the officers and the whole precinct kind of shut down because they couldn't get in or out of that area because it was so um, barricaded. And I think eventually people got shot. Yeah. People were shot. People there and there were, there were allegations that uh, there were rapes that are going on, things like that. Just complete lawlessness because police couldn't get in there and do anything about it. Couldn't protect anybody. Yeah. But they were there. They were like, "Hey, this, you know, we're, it was kind of like a. It almost reminded me of a hippie type commune. Sure, just come in and people were people were setting up booths and giving out water and just I want to you know love on help on yeah, people. Yeah, we're having such a good time. Yeah, mm-hmm. just a good time. We're just sitting in the park. You know, that's what that's man. But then I'm like, okay, where are y'all now? I bet they thought, oh, this is going to last forever. Yeah, but this is our new city. This is how we're going to live." We're not going to work. We're not going to do any jobs. Mm-hmm. And whatever. Yeah. That's crazy. I did not know that. Yeah, it was called Chaz. Yeah. Chaz. <laughs> that is such a stupid name. <laughs> it My. stood for something. Chaz. Or is it Chad? I got to look that up. Name's talk, Chaz. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> uh, controlling the media. Um. Here's a little news thing. Um, it says Russia Russia bans George Soros Foundation as a state security threat. Uh, November thirtieth, uh, it's New York. Russia Sorry. has banned a pro democracy charity. It was Chop. It was Chop, Chop. and Chaz. Chop. See, there it is. Chaz has a block party too. Yeah, Chaz, and they they removed they they renamed it to Chop. Yeah, Chop Chaz. What the? Yeah, Chop. what happened? Area of function is a space for demonstration artistic expressions. The existence of Chaz was relatively short-lived as the Seattle Police Department eventually reclaimed the precinct and dismantled the zone in early July 2020. They ruined <laughs> Was the there any videos of that? Our party. Yes. Oh, you mean them dismantling? Just coming in there, there has just to be tear gas <laughs> water hosing so <laughs> She's spraying the hell She's out. like, sir, do you need a bottle of water? <laughs> no, do you? And he just sprays her with a fire hose. <laughs> Get out of the way. 
what was sad was this mayor right here. She was like, she was all about it. Yeah, She's, this is going to be the summer of love. Because mm-hmm. that was when COVID was hot and heavy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were just in there doing whatever. Dude, how did I not hear about that? That's just, I don't watch the news, though. I'm, I'm going to come out and say it. Yeah, curb your summer a, of love. Love. That's crazy, dude. Anyway, I'll guarantee you. He funded it. Funded. George, so I guarantee well, who you. who was buying the waters, dude? Right. Who? They weren't working. Right. I guarantee Come it, on. Mr. Soros. I'll guarantee I mean, you. that's the open society's whole mantra there. Right. Seriously. He was probably like, oh, come on. Let's all get together and just love and hug. And, uh, <laughs> you know, people are terrible. Ultimately, at the end love of the Love and hug. Anyway, I'm sorry I interrupted you. <laughs> it's all right, dude. I was just talking about we Russia. We had to go with Chomp and Chaz. I was just talking about Russia. Let me just hop back into it. Okay. Uh, it says, no, New York, November 30th. Uh, Russia has banned a pro-democracy charity founded by the hedge fund billionaire and philanthropist George Soros, <laughs> saying it posed a threat to both state security and the Russian contribution. In a statement released on Monday, Russian's general persecutor's office said two branches of Soros Charity Network, the Open Society Foundation, the Open Society Institute, Assistant Foundation will be placed on a stop list of foreign non-governmental organizations whose activities have been deemed undesirable by the Russian state. It was found that the activities of Open Society Foundations and the Open Society Institute Assistant Foundation represents a threat to the foundations of the constitutional system of the Russian Federation and the security of the (laughs) state. That's a mouthful. Federation of Planets. They're like, we're doing I'm like, that's really strange that Russia would hate that. Well, I don't know, man. That's there's a lot. There's a bunch of people. It's like pretty much anyone who is um what's it what's the word I'm thinking of? Gosh. Poor? No, just not liberal. Just conservative. Oh. Um anyone who's conservative is like, dude, this guy he's it's terrible. I mean it's it's Russia was doing that. The the Hungarian um like I said, you there's hundreds of them of people like him. Him saying because that's what I was doing. I was going through the list because you can see he's like, oh, all these like updates on their open society website. They're like, oh, we're pulling out of, we're pulling out of here, we're pulling out of there. It's like what what's going on? And then the, and then the you uh, you look up the president kicked him out because just various reasons. It just kind of was like, what is this guy doing? Which is so hard because his name's not. You know, he's doing it in such the bat like he's 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 yeah. in everything, but he's not like you can't trace anything to him. You know what I mean? I don't know if you found that in uh, your research too. Yeah, you can't like. Yeah, you're right. The threat you can't pull the thread and it go to him. No, never does. You can see that he funded it. You can see. Yeah, what does that mean? Yeah, he's like, well, I'm not. I'm not in control of her. Uh, yeah, I don't. What they do? With I didn't it. tell him to burn down Kenosha. Yeah. I was just, I just thought, I was giving them my thought they were going to do something good with the money. Yeah, I know. Hey, this, I didn't know they're going to burn is, a car dealership down. Isn't, isn't, uh, Mr. Burns from The Simpsons a parody of <laughs> Soros? Wait a minute. That, is I, th- I really think it is. That makes sense yeah. now. Yeah. I really think it is. It's a parody of Now, Burns Soros. is the CEO, right? Yes. Of that company. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Mr. Burns is, I think he's a parody of Soros. Here's what's weird to me, the Soros, the whole Soros thing, everything we discussed, talking about moving money, managing. It's like he doesn't have a real job. Yeah, he's just moving money. He does, 
He he's not he didn't create anything. He hasn't built anything. No, but he's a billionaire. He's a, you know what I'm saying? That's so weird. Mm. Like, what have you done for real? Did you? It's so weird to me. He's just like you did. You've done nothing. And that's true. That's you've point. done nothing. He's done nothing. But he's gave. He's given so much. It's, yeah, sixty-four percent of his his, his mean, wealth is sixty-four. What a guy! Out here just doing the Lord's work, man. Um, do you have something else? Because I can. I do. Uh, I do. I can pop. Speaking on, of the um, Lord, um, <laughs> so he's obviously speaking of the Lord. There's there's many people that say he's anti-Semitic, even though he is Jewish. That's weird. Yes. Well, I mean, it goes. I've along. heard that he has. He's very critical of the Israeli government. Very critical. So it's weird. Um, I'll just read this. Jason, you up over there? <laughs> is he out? You sleeping? No, He's like okay. George Soros is. Uh, Soros. He's a monster. He's a monster. I'm up. <laughs> it says it says Soros has been target of anti-Semitic conspiracy theories that draw on harmful stereotypes about the Jewish people. So how Soros funded groups. Uh, to increase tensions in a troubled reason. region. Region. Got um, it. Now I can't read, dude. Yeah. You're going to be the comments next. He's like, this guy's an Joey, idiot. he mumbles. He, he can't read. And he's quiet. Nobody. <laughs> he must have an IQ, uh, uh, IQ of 40. Yeah, George Soros funded his life. Yeah. Uh, the background for this report is the intensive campaign of the D. Uh, legitimization and political warfare targeting Israel led by influential non-governmental organizations, NGOs under the banner of human rights and similar moral objectives. Sora has been a frequent critic of Israeli, Israeli government policy and does not consider himself a Zionist, but there is no evidence that he or his family holds any special hostility or opposition to the existence of the state of Israel. No evidence? None. So let's let's break that down real quick. The Zionist. Yeah. He he does not consider himself a Zionist. What does that mean? What is a Zionist? Is that somebody that openly says Israel has the right to be a nation? Pretty much. Is that well let's look it up. Is that what a Zionist is? I looked it up before, but I forgot. Let pull me it Google up, it real quick. Let me pull because it up. I heard I, I've heard this term. <laughs> I've heard this term. I said Zionist. I can't even freaking spell it. No, wait. Not not Zionist. Zionism. I've heard that term float around, Zionism. Yeah, the Matrix. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, the Matrix. Zion. No, that's the city. That's the city. That's where where they go to meet, the humans. Yeah, Zion. All right, it says, uh, okay, talk to me. Movement that emerged in the 19th century to espouse support for the establishment of a whole man for the Jewish people in Palestine. So this was before Jewish, they, Israel was a country. Because they a became region a country roughly, in 1949. Yeah, corresponding to the <clears throat> land of Israel and Jewish tradition. So saying the Zionist means that the Jewish people are entitled to Israel. Entitled to that land. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because well, I'm down. I guess I'm a Zionist then. Yeah. We're, well, I, as Christians, we should be. I'm, I'm going back to Zion. Yeah. What do you mean as Christians we should be? Mm, Believe that Israel thought. was given to the Jews? Mm. No, uh, what he means is <clears throat> because we're Christians, we're Gentiles, we've been grafted into sure. the the Jewish Israel. Yeah. So we should share their same 
belief system or their same uh, ability to exist as a nation. Yeah. We, we should support that is we what should. he's saying. And so there's a lot of people, there's a lot of Christians that are anti-Semitic. Really? Yeah. I think we have that on the Why? at some point. I don't know, but I want to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> I don't know, man. Well, that's it doesn't make much sense, dude. Well, I guess. Well, they blame them for the death of Christ. I think that has well, some see, of it. That that argument just doesn't work with me. Yeah. Because why are you bl- look? It's pro- prophecy that he had to go through what he had to go through. And why are you complaining about the Jews killing Christ when that's the very thing that say it saved your eternal soul yeah. from damnation? Yeah. Why are you? Why do you have a problem? Let's applaud them. Yeah. Thank for, you for killing Christ. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for f- fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, I guess. Well, sure. sure. I mean, you have to. Because yeah. if it wasn't for them, everything wouldn't have played out like it would have. Yeah. It's because true. if the Romans did it on their own, that would have been completely not biblical prophecy. It had yeah. to be from his own people. That's true. It had to be. So they were just falling right into the hands of a God that orchestrated everything. And I don't understand. That's another thing we should do an episode on is like how they don't recognize Christ as the Messiah. You know, when you have like the, the book you, of Daniel and like all these things that are like yeah, all, how do they miss so it? many prophecies have come true. Well, here's how they from miss. The, here's same way, the, same, the same way you didn't, that you missed it before you were a Christian. Ooh, that's true. That's you were a lost soul. It's, it's just the out same, there. The same veil. You were an enemy of God. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Enemy, just a straight enemy, a thug, just hating everything about God. Hate, hate, hate. Just <laughs> yeah. so, but that that is a good good question. Um, where was I going to go? You, you you broke my thought. Dang it, Jason. Um, about Zionist. No, what'd you Joey, say? Joey said we as Christians should be Zionists. Yeah, yeah, but then you said something else about why they. Um, we should do a show on why they uh, hate. The anti- Jews for killing some some Christians are anti-Semitic some, because they they blamed they blame them for um, I don't know isn't that why Mel Gibson got in trouble because he said something that was anti-Semitic they they always say that but I can never find what he said that was anti-Semitic I think he said the yeah, Jews killed <laughs> he said something well like, what's that I don't understand why that's anti-Semitic I don't know I, I don't hear know. a lot of things that people say and they go well that's anti-Semitic I'm like what did what did you say it was wrong? I don't... Yeah, I don't know. Like, when you say... Well, that's the same thing that Soros is doing, actually. That leads to my next point. Because it, it says he's, quote-unquote, anti-Semitic, but he'll, he'll say exactly, like, what did I say? What did I do? Well, I just said I hate Jews. I wouldn't, well, wouldn't. well, see, that's blatant. And, and I can get behind that. That is anti-Semitic. But when people say something like... Oh, for instance, Kanye West. When he said most uh, Jews own Hollywood and control Hollywood. Yeah. They said that was anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what if that is, if that's a true fact, then I don't understand why it's and why are you being and why do I am I anti-Jewish because of that fact? Yeah, that doesn't make just, sense to me. And it, but you can say, can can people say I hate Muslims and <laughs> and I hate Islam? Can people say that and then not people not bad an eye? Oh, good one. Ooh, I don't know. So if you're like, says, right, hey, right, right, good one. I'm not anti, you know, anti-Muslim. Yeah. I, Why do you not get branded for that? Right. Ah, that goes back to or I hate Christians. Yeah, which most yeah. of them do. Yeah, every, yeah. Almost everybody does, but yeah. you don't. You, you but know. but they don't get they don't get labeled. Oh, yeah. You're anti-Christianian. It's a unique. It's an. It's a unique. I think because of the pers- 
the persecution that right. they have I think so. had throughout right. ages. Yeah. Yeah. They still are getting persecuted and people. Yeah. Right. But sometimes I think when people say stuff like, well, the Jews own, ho- you know, they're controlling Hollywood. I don't just think that's anti-Semitic. Just a preference. We are not anti-Semitic. Right. I love the Jews. I love the Jews. I love all the Jews. <laughs> I love the Jews. Did he say that? No, but that's something he would but say. He was, yeah. I mean, Jesus was a Jew, man. Well, sure. You know what I mean? I he was. Jesus. He's great we're all dude. Jews. Yeah, we were, we're. We're grafted. We're grafted in, man. <sighs> we were goodness. given. We were given Jacob's birthright, dude. It's crazy. Grafted into Israel. That's funny. We're talking about that when you know, a couple. I don't. We haven't discussed this on the the last episode. This is a couple of weeks since we talked about it, and I don't know what's happened since the birds. <laughs> no, the, I'm talking about the uh, Palestine invading. Uh, so we're Jerusalem. yeah yeah. That's funny. We're talking about this now, and that just happened. Are you ready? For what? Come on, man. These are these are these are labor pains. <sighs> I yes, mean, sir. it's for real. I was uh, I was telling Joey earlier <clears throat> that if Russia joins this and comes down, and Iran, that that's the end game. Yeah, that's yeah. ain't nobody done. running. That's end that. game right there. We're done. We're we're getting lifted up, man. Yeah, we're getting. It's either that or let me go get my dehydrated uh, apples. And bananas, and I'm going to the bunker. Yeah, and I'm for seven years. I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm hunkering down. I'm going to the battlefield with just with ammunition, and I hope I get kidnapped. Yeah, by and, who? Uh, by the enemy forces. Okay, and I'll run out of ammunition. And oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard a story just like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll get mowed down because you ran out of ammunition, yeah. and that's that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's what I would lines. do. Honestly, like if we're not if if you know if we're not pre-tripped or whatever. Which, uh, you know, that'd be a fun episode, too. Yeah. But uh, if the two camps. Yeah. We'll be, yeah. If I'm free not, tri- then free I'm, trip, post trip. I'm just going to die. There's just no. <laughs> what are you holding out for, dude? You right. Know you mean? know, the, yeah, you can see it like right here in front of you. Like, yeah. It's like, dude, come on. See I'm, I'm tapping out right here. You're like, I'm, I'm pronouncing his name. I'm gone. Just blow my <laughs> brains out. Even if they don't, even if they like terribly murder me, like make me eat my arms or something. <laughs> I don't. Know. <laughs> Dang, you say that now until it's oh, in, until you're right there. Oh, eat, it, it'll be terrible. Eating the arms, it'll be terrible. But I, uh, I don't know. Anyway. I have I have faith that uh, I'll die quickly. But anyway, <clears throat> yeah. All um, that to say, Soros sucks. Is he's he's not a Zionist. So he says that he's he not said anti. He's not. He says he's not anti-Semitic. But then uh, it says this is the Durban. Durban strategy. It says funding aimed at weakening U.S. support for Israel by shifting public opinion regarding the Israel-Palestinian conflict and Iran. So wow, he's, he's funding that. That's amazing that you just pointed that out, and we're that's right now right. happening right now, dude. So are you telling me he's funded that right now? This particular thing that's yes. happened it could be could. I mean, check it. Listen, we just gave six million dollars to Iran. Guess who's funding Hamas? Iran, it's yeah. open. It's not. It's not hidden. Um, it's almost like we have blood on our hands. Or so. well, I don't because I'm Soros does. Well, I'm. I'm just saying. No, it's our tax dollars. Yeah. It says funding for I Israeli don't pay taxes. What are you talking about? Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm tax exempt right now. Funding for Israeli political opposition groups on the fringes of Israel society that use the rhetoric of human rights to advocate for marginal political goals. So funding those. Um. These groups are active in promoting the Durban strategy by attempting to portray Israel as a racist, racist and 
Apartheid. Apartheid state that commits war crimes. A primary what? goal of such demonizing language is, is to isolate Israel internationally, leading to the implementation of sanctions. Many of these NGO recipients are also leaders of the international boycott sanctions and investment BDS or uh, lawfare campaigns, including the filling of international lawsuits aimed at harassing Israeli officials. I, that doesn't make any sense to me. The Durban strategy yeah. is promoting that Israel is a racist and apartheid state and commits, commits war, war crimes. Yeah. Where's the what evidence is there that any of that is true? Well, that's the whole thing. That's like uh, with like Palestine and stuff. My, my wife was just talking about this. I can't remember. Well, I know a lot of people and they're doing protest right now as we speak. <clears throat> at the time of this recording in New York. Yeah. And they're saying gas the Jews. Death no to, way. Are you serious? Yes. Death yeah. to America. They, they're they floating Palestine flags. Death yeah. to America. They're and, doing this in... You know, are, y- yes. Yes. They're so they are lucky. supporting... <laughs> they're and, so lucky that we, to an extent, allow freedom of speech. Yeah. That's because you... That, that crap wouldn't work... In China, no, no, you'd be dead before you hit the block, you, right? Because you would have to go with the narrative of that country, mm-hmm. the China. Like, for instance, Hamas. Nobody's out there uh, protesting and going, "Yes, the Jews, we love the." Nope, you'll get killed, beheaded on the yeah. spot. Right? They don't. They don't. Hummus doesn't mess around. No, at all. Hummus. I like hummus. <laughs> Oh, dude, hummus is good. Yeah. I'm actually kind I didn't know it now. was actual beans until I researched it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just yeah. thought it was some goop. No, it's um chickpeas, right? Well, it's something it's a, it's a bean or something, mashed up bean. Chickpeas. So this is from DC Leaks, posted reports and strategies of Soros Open Society from Foundation, which lists Palestine as a <clears> high as a state in high need for scholarships and assistance. Another document indicates OSF's grand strategy in Israel is to focus on raising the cost of the occupation and ending it on one hand and on human rights advocacy and protection on the other. Oh, so they're so they're saying, oh, Palestine is oppressed. Yes. By Israel. By Israel. The smallest country. So we, we need to give them scholarships and assistance because of the yeah. Israels are just squashing them in the dirt. Bring them over to America. We'll pay for their schooling. That, well, you know, that sort of thing. So, and that's what a lot of people, speaking about the protest, they're saying they are for this because they've been so oppressed, and that's why they're, this is the only outlet that yes, they can I have. I have to decapitate babies. Yeah, I have to this rape is, women. This is, the, uh, this is the outcome I of, have to kill civilians because I've been oppressed. Yeah, yeah. This is the only way I can, you know, get out of this. It's crazy. That makes no sense. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a terrible place. Palestine is is rough, man. But surprisingly, there is a documentary you guys should watch. I can't remember the name of it. It's like a wolf, uh, wolf in sheep's clothes, something like that, <clears throat> something like that. But it's a it's about the uh, the church revival in Palestine. And oh, really? Yeah, and it's a it's a Christian church. Christian church. It's supposed underground. Under oh yeah. Oh, okay. it has to be. It's severely underground. These they don't have Bibles there. I don't know how that happens, to be um, honest with you. How there's I, no Bible. An underground church, I don't Do you know. you know how? How? Because that, this is going to offend people. Okay. This is what the show does. 
That's the real church. <clears throat> yes. That's the yes. one that moves with power by the Holy Spirit. Yes. Amen. N- not 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 this not, one. Not what we have the in America. One, not right. this one. Not, not, not the, the business. Modern, not the business module. That's the one when they're when they're singing hymns, things shake. The yeah. ground moves. And I mean yeah. literally. <clears throat> Seriously though. I've heard stories about the underground church in like uh North Korea and like in China and, and they're seeing things like Seeing things that we miraculous that are just yeah that, that man do my, my I'm getting goosebumps just talking about because it it's it's, yeah. it's legitimate I've 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 heard people I've talked to people I've I've talked to people that I've had that are missionaries that come overseas and have seen these things um it's 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 crazy it, it yeah it's crazy but you don't go on you don't no, go, no. you don't go gonna... to the underground church to like people missionaries from america will go over to like africa or like china thinking that we're going to do something <clears> with our americanized church and they get over there and they just get their lives changed like this is real christianity yeah. over there yeah or like places in palestine like this this it's women led church right yeah and in the documentary it talks about <clears> how one of these like officers this muslim uh, officer wrecked his motorcycle and he was laying in the street bleeding out. And a lady came up and proclaimed the name of Christ on him. And it, he said his bones literally snapped back into place and was able to stand. And uh, that guy went, went and found this lady. And uh, they don't have Bibles there. so And, everything that, con- and that he converted? Converted. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy because it's all, <clears throat> it's all Holy Spirit-led. So it's like they're, they're under such, like, they, they wake up every, it talks about this in the documentary, they wake up every day knowing that at any moment they can be dragged out of their house and raped and, killed. and done. Yeah. Cause that's just the land that they live in. But somehow Israel's the one oppressing them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they, uh, yeah, it's crazy, dude. It's a wild dog. Dude. I, yeah. After the show, let's find that. I want to, I want to, it is watch really, that. really good. It blows your mind. <clears throat> and they're, they're talking about in, sorry to cut you off. No, you're about to say, mm-hmm. They're talking about in Palestine, how in the end times, you know, it's like they're, they're getting ready to like minister to the Jews that are, you know, the 144,000 yeah. wanting to convert. <clears throat> they're like, Palestine's obviously around Israel. So that's like, they're like, Hey, maybe that's, maybe that's why this movement's happening right now. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, not, not to, uh, you know, poop on the American church. I'm not, you're not, that's not what I meant by my comment earlier. What I just meant. Um, I know what you meant. What I meant is that there's, um, there's real things that are happening overseas, you know. Um, yeah, and it's it's one. It should be ha- we, we should be you know one praying <clears> for them and also you know figuring a way that we could support. But anyway, long story that's, short, that's, that's that's I know what you're saying. Let's start up an open society foundation. That's and some <laughs> right. Um, speaking of, it, wouldn't that be great though if if we had somebody? It, aren't there like billionaire Christians that can fund? Underground churches, billionaire Christians. I think they're not synonymous. They're, yeah, uh, they, I don't know. There's a lot of friction there. <laughs> really, it's. I mean, it is. I don't know if you can be a billionaire Christian, man. Yeah, it's hard. It's it's as hard as going at getting uh, uh what is like a uh, a needle in the eye of a camel. Yeah, that's how hard <laughs> that's it is. That's what Jesus said. Yeah, it's easier to throw. Yeah, he said uh, it's harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven than it is for this camel to go through the eye of the needle. That's pretty hard. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to find. You know what the eye of the needle, though, was, right? That's the funny. point of the needle? I don't no. know. <clears throat> there's a, there's a, in, in the old Jewish custom ways, there was a place that the camel had to go through, 
um, in order. I don't forgot the reason they had to do it, but it was called the eye of the needle. Mm. This camel had to go through it, and it was very difficult. I can't. Rem- I can tell you after after this, but that it's not a literal needle. Oh. Okay. And it that he that's why when he mentioned stuff like that in the Bible, people knew what he was talking about. Yeah, because we're always talking about that. Right, right, not a like, stupid American. Right, right. <laughs> what is that? What a, needle, dude. That's needle. Impossible. Of course, a camel can't go through yeah, there. Why would he? I can't even put that? a string in it. <laughs> I know. Seriously, though, that's tough. It's tough. But uh, yeah, for real, like what you're talking about. It's um, it's it's the, he moves in power. I know what you mean because if if you the modern day gospel is. God loves you and he has a plan for your life. That gospel's not going to work in that underground church. That ain't working. Is it? <laughs> right? That- <laughs> you better have something you better have something to back God it up. God loves you and he has yep. a plan for your life. Well, I mean, yeah, his plan is to, to move in power and I don't, it's crazy, dude. There's a lot. There's a well, lot. Well, I think of, when uh, in our in our modern our, our modern gospel that means uh, you you need to be com- you have you have to have things that are comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, dude. So those, the plan so, for your life is going to be good things for you to come into your life, and you're well, going to be comfortable. That's what underground people, church. I can't see that happening. That's what people want in the American church is to be comfortable. People over there, they just want to see the kingdom move. You know what I mean? Yeah, and Dang, and talking dude. about that documentary with the Muslim, I've heard it said that the the dinner bell to the gospel is healing. Mm-hmm. That dude knew something miraculous happened to his leg. He was fully restored, and I got to go find whatever this. What was. just happened to me? Yeah, and when I found it, that, I mean, that's all he could think about. Probably, it's crazy, dude. It is a wild. <clears throat> it's a wild thing, but that's that's that is. Yeah, it was what I meant crazy. by what I meant was I don't understand how they do that. I don't understand how they stay hidden. Oh, being and in the not underground, found. they are found regularly and killed. They're pulled out in the streets and murdered. Yeah, and murdered. what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. See, I knew that, but I didn't know it was. But that's that's the underground thing. church. It's so important to them, uh, their faith and worshiping God, that they don't care. And that's one. That's the thing they say. They're like, like, "Oh, you got me. Whatever." They're like, "Let's I'm going, go. I'm going to heaven." And they they pull them out. Like the lady was like, "Yeah, I was pulled out in the street and raped." Oh my god! Just yeah, that happens regularly, regularly there. I mean, they're doing it in Israel now, but it happens in Palestine. Bro, think about that. Like, that that's that's um, that's insane to me. Like, that's yeah. insane. I mean, not just just in general the idea not of that act of that act yeah. in general, and then um, you know, uh, it's not it's, and, and then then have yeah. faith that's unwavering. Oh, dude, yeah. What a weenie am I? What well, what a big weenie am I, that's bro? That's the thing, man. Like my old pastor used to tell me, like if if anything that we stress about, he says, you know, you put it to the thousand year test. I'm like, what's a thousand year test? And he's like, is this going to matter to you in a thousand, thousand years of being in heaven with God? No, it wouldn't. No, and there's the list <clears throat> is non-existent of the things that will matter after a thousand a thousand year reign. It's nothing. Like if you're if you're kingdom minded and you're you're looking towards the things that were promised to us, like that's why I say, like, yeah, you can you can make me eat my own arms during the tribulation. You can cut my head off and rip all my nails off one by one. But it's like to live with that understanding was like it doesn't matter right now. Paul did it. I mean, but, he, yeah. he was singing in the prison, and then the walls came down. He's like, dude, I don't, I don't care. I'm because you happened. know whose I am. 
Yeah. yeah. It does not matter what happens to me. It does not matter yeah. because I know where I'm going. Well, I get I get that, but I mean, it still wouldn't matter to me. Mark. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, it would you know, suck. I'm not saying I'm, I'm going to be like, this is awesome. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're slowing off my legs. Like, man, that hurts really good. Yeah. Like, no. It's Keep gonna, it up. It's going to be excruciating May pain. I have another? Yeah. I've got another leg. Why don't you chop that one off, too? It knife's a little sharp. You should hit it against some rocks and dole it up a little bit. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Anyway, George Soros. Yeah, sucks. Jo- yeah. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that. Uh, that was a little. He's doing funny. Point. Well, that's good. I mean, that's what this show's about: is uh, opening up discussions, and I think it ties into the, the George Soros. Um, let's wrap this up with, um, in the two thousands. I'm going to tell you where George set his eyes on the criminal justice system in the U.S. Now, he was always against the war on drugs. Remember that thing mm-hmm. back in the 80s? War on drugs. It's a great band. Because, yeah, it was. It was a good one. I love their lead guitarist. They're still, awesome. making, they're still making music. And uh, he was thinking it was a medical issue, not a criminal issue with the drugs. So in 2004, here's where things get people like up in a tizzy. He put his sights on the political arena thinking that the direction that George W. Bush was taking the country with the war on terror terror was a big mistake. And for the first time he picked a side until then he was kind of, I'm not, I'm not in, I'm not in the political open society, blah, blah, blah. Right. But then he picked a side in American politics and he donated millions to defeat Bush. This is when a lot of American conservatives started to hate him. Mm. That's when, so that's when that happened. George W. Bush. He also spent millions in trying to defeat Donald Trump in both the 2016 and 2020 elections. Now, in 2005, he divorced his second wife. For a while, he just had a lot of girlfriends. That was a lot younger than him. 2013, check this out. He married his third and current wife to date. Her name is Tamika Bolton. He was 83. When he got married, she was 41. I don't blame the guy. Come on. That same year, remember that quantum fund that he started many years ago? Made $5.5 billion, making it the most successful hedge fund in history. And to date, that fund has generated over $40 billion. Wow. And today, George Soros is 93 years old, as we mentioned mm-hmm. earlier. And uh, at the end of this year, it'll be six, six more years, it'll be 100. Despite giving away most of his money, he still has a net worth of $8.6 billion, making him still one of the most richest people in the world. So let's go over bullet points, which we've already mentioned. Why is he one of the most hated men in the world? Why is he so hated? Well, number one, Joey mentioned it, anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. And that is stemming from European nationalist leaders attack him all the time because he spent millions against them so he's always spending millions against what they believe in and you can't deny the fact that anytime that anti-semitism is mentioned or related to the hatred of him it's because he's jewish you always hear george soros is jewish they always bring that up all the time but he also gets a lot of crap like joey mentioned from the jewish folks there because he's consistently criticizing the jewish policies yeah. Okay. Number two, supporting politicians across the world who are way on the left. That's why people don't like him. And this is probably the pivotal right here. In a 60-minute interview, he had no remorse when he was helping the Nazis take away Jewish property. I, I've seen this clip. 
It's on 60 Minutes. <clears throat> it was years ago. Dude was asking him about it, and he was basically just nonchalant. Like <clears throat> He was basically trying to ask how that felt to you doing that. And he's like, mm-hmm. I, I, I felt nothing. I, I felt, you know, he had no remorse about it at all. Mm. So he's kind of a sociopath. Yeah. Because that's how sociopaths work. They have no remorse or no feelings about any deeds that they've done. Mm. And also, he's an atheist. Mm. <laughs> so There you go. He's an atheist. So that's another reason that people hate him. So basically, it boils down to... Is he an atheist? George he- Soros is just another billionaire trying to pull the puppet strings. Boom. I mean, he... That sums him up. I don't think he's an atheist. He believes that he's God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, how can you be an atheist and you think you're God? What do they call that complex? The Messiah complex? Yeah, the God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Jason's gone. See ya. Oh, he's like, dude, I've been here too long. He's like, George Soros. And I like Joey's notes balls. for this. George this Soros time. sucks butt. I've even said, you know, sucks balls. <laughs> uh, but, um, you know, it is what it is. Guys, that was a great episode. I appreciate the conversation. Yeah. Around what's going on with Israel and Palestine and. You know, pray for the peace of Israel. Yeah, pray well, for the there, Jewish people. Not gonna, there won't be peace. Palestine's well, there will oppressed. be, and that's that's the Antichrist. Yeah. Palestine's oppressed, but by themselves. Right, and uh, a great discussion on George Soros. Appreciate you bringing all the thought-provoking uh, research you did. Yeah, and Jason, I appreciate you being here. Thank you. Okay, all right. Make sure you visit our <laughs> website, bottomofthat.com. You can check out our blog and all of our show notes and resource material. From there, you'll also be able to find us on social media platforms like Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you're listening on YouTube and Rumble and BitChute and you like this episode, do me a favor, like, share, subscribe, leave a comment. And if you're listening on any other podcasting platform, please, please, please follow us and turn on notifications so you never miss when we publish an episode. If you did not like this episode, I am sorry, you're anti-Semitic just kidding i'm just kidding you're not you can like this and still be a christian i guess uh if you didn't i thank you for listening this long tune in next week when you might hear joey say oh yeah what is that